Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. It certainly feels like the end of an era. It all goes so quickly. Seeing him again, it was like no time had passed at all. Yeah, there's lots of old faces. Neighbours, most of us have them. Hopefully yours are good. Perhaps they've even become good friends. Yeah, that's a bit cheesy now, but that was the 80s and 90s earworm theme, broadcast from down under to television sets into millions of British homes twice a day, then on BBC One. But now, amid declining viewing figures, it's all over as the long-running Australian soap ends its 37-year run, now on Channel 5, after a total of 8,903 episodes. Sure, these days you've got your never-ending buffet of online shows and films, but back in the late 80s, it was four channels, and pretty much everyone knew what was happening in Ramsey Street. Now, this host will be among many thousands of Londoners tuning in for the first time in decades for the last episode after it topped the ratings in Australia with 1.2 million Aussies watching. Fans gathered there to watch the final scenes at an outdoor big screen in Melbourne's Federation Square. That's the city where the show is set and produced. No spoilers here, but all the big guns are back in Erinsborough for a last hurrah. Kylie and Jason, Antipodeans known by households up and down the country simply by their first names, were so popular in the UK at the time that over a third of the population tuned in to watch their character's wedding in 1988. That's 19.6 million people watching. More on the soap couple later. The pair have joined Hollywood stars Guy Pearce, Margot Robbie and a host of other old, reassuring faces and references, including a tribute to Bouncer the Dog, and it's all part of an emotional extended finale show. Here's Delta Goodrum, best known for playing Nina Tucker between 2002 and 2005, talking to BBC Breakfast. Oh, it's definitely um, really tugging on all our heartstrings, I think. The fact that so many of us have come back, it's because it's, it's a home, you know, and I think it's, the street is about, it's been there throughout all of our lives. But despite an online petition of nearly 70,000 signatures to save the show, it was not to be. Now Neighbours has, as was the euphemism when characters left fictional Erinsborough, itself moved to Brisbane. And it's gone the way of Crossroads and Brookside to the Great Soap's resting place, a.k.a. the internet. 
to decipher the significance of the poignant end of a pre-web icon. We're joined by Nick Clark, the Evening Standard's Deputy Culture Editor. So Nick, it seems we've been having a bit of a retro, cultural and quite emotional moment this week. What's your take on why? Well, massively nostalgic is is what I'd say. I haven't thought about Neighbours for, for 20 years, and I'm sure many uh, in my position are, are the same, but seeing it come back, you know, there's this this pang of sadness that it's ending. So, uh, yes, it, many thoughts back to the early days of Neighbours, the 80s and 90s and the, the sort of crazy storylines and, and the larger than life characters and sort of seeing people who possibly weren't around the first time around trying to get to grips with why Neighbours was such a phenomenon has been rather amusing too. So, yeah, a, a, a sort of rose-tinted walk down memory lane, really. And please take us back to the 80s and 90s. How would you sum up that buzz around this must-see TV? That's right. It's sort of odd to think about it now, really, given that there was no internet chat or anything like that. Neighbours was just there. I don't remember a a time when I said, oh, I'm going to start watching Neighbours. It was just there. It was a sort of, it was definitely a cultural phenomenon. If playgrounds had sort of water cooler moments, Neighbours provided these moments on on an almost daily basis. And I think there there were many shows sort of that aimed at the similar market at that sort of you know primary school market but that was the one that really took hold and I can't really explain it possibly because of the time when it went on it was perfect timing for when we got back from school possibly because you could watch it with your parents if they were there at that time as well it was a, a very gentle soap but um i just remember absolutely everyone knowing what was going on knowing the characters and knowing all the storylines it seems extraordinary but i can't really tell you that there, there wasn't a sort of group decision to start watching everyone just kind of did what's your view on neighbor's success as a pre-internet word of mouth phenomenon well i think it's it's real peer pressure stuff isn't it it was everyone in the playground was watching it so you had to too I remember um, on the school bus, actually, being very annoyed at the films and TV programmes I couldn't watch that were being discussed. I remember I would have been about 12 and my parents very much did not let me watch 18 rated films. And so Die Hard had been on the night before and everyone was discussing it. And I was so frustrated that I couldn't. But with Neighbours, like I say, it was so gentle. It was just ubiquitous. It was so easy to access, even for the under 12s. It just felt that everyone could watch it and everyone could discuss it. So, yeah, I think everyone who's anyone did. And it was because all of their friends were too. And what about those characters everyone was so invested in? Who were the big names in your neighbour's heyday? I remember Jim's death. That was a very moving moment. And when Helen left us too. I mean, Harold Bishop, a, a massive looming presence over neighbours and Lou, um, his sort of erstwhile buddy. And uh, yeah, uh, Toadfish and his brother Stonefish. I, I, it, it's sort of odd to think about. I mean, again, thinking about neighbours now, 20 years on, these names sort of bubble up. And when I talk to any of my friends or people of a similar age, all these names are part of the cultural consciousness of their consciousness. I mean, obviously, Scott and Charlene, I think the first major moment would have been the wedding. I think that's the first major storyline that I remember properly with around 87. So I was about eight years old. I remember Des, remember Daphne. I seem to remember Daphne might have met an untimely end in a rather unusual way, but I, I can't quite remember on that. But yes, and then, of course, um, Carl and Susan, who, as I understand it, are still going strong right up until the end. It's something like almost 30 years. Of course, Harold and Lou, they were love rivals for Madge, I seem to remember. Indeed. I tell you, I would defy anyone not to remember the Harold storyline of uh, being swept away to sea only to emerge five years later as Ted playing a tube for, for the Salvation Army. I mean, these are cultural references that are absolutely chiselled into my mind and I'm sure <laughs> anyone else of a certain age is listening. 
Let's go to the ads. Please do stay there to hear more about the end of an era in Erinsborough and from Kylie and Jason themselves. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Nick, of course, before Neighbours, the other Aussie soaps were the likes of the Sullivans and Sons and Daughters, but Neighbours gave us something different, a bit more exotic, a bit more glamorous. Absolutely, and I think you're right when you mentioned Sons and Daughters and, and the Sullivans. It felt like it skewed slightly older. It didn't really appeal. I mean, I remember the sort of quite dour colour schemes and remember not ever wanting to watch them. And I think, as you said, with Neighbours, it had younger people in it. It was a bit more colourful. It was, I think, you know, it was really exotic. It was a, a, a soap where you'd love to visit. It, to put it frankly, you'd love to sit in the sun of Erinsborough with those people. They were sort of comic, broadly drawn and, and not really threatening characters. I mean, there was never really huge amounts of conflict. I mean, obviously there was to keep to keep the soap going, but I think it, it wasn't the most threatening soap in the world. And, and I think, again, for a primary schooler, it, introducing you to the world of um, to the fun world of Australia, I think it shaped a whole generation's view on Australia as this sort of fun-loving, sun-soaked place that we'd all like to visit. We spoke earlier about Scott and Charlene. That's, of course, Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan, the golden couple of the soap who were among the famous faces reprising their roles. The character's wedding was the tele-event of the year for us youngsters, and it seems unimaginable now that so many people would tune in like that. What are your reflections on that time? Well, it was pure event TV, wasn't it? Um, Neighbours had really hit by that stage, and this was the biggest event the biggest show for us certainly I mean there were I'm sure there were bigger shows for other people watching but Neighbours was certainly mine and my friends go-to show and so there was no way we were going to miss Kylie and Jason and of course with their growing pop careers I remember um I don't know which way around it was but being absolutely obsessed by Kylie so it all sort of fed in to it I think but yeah this was event TV when we had four channels you know, there wasn't a huge amount else to be watching, certainly not that time of day. So while those numbers are mind boggling now, I can, looking back into an analogue world, I can sort of understand it. This was the big news. And speaking of which, here's the soap superstar couple themselves actually in Ramsey Street. I didn't really say happening, but now that it is happening, it feels, feels yeah, it right. It feels good. You know, it's a... It, um... It's a homage rather than a sort of a big moment, I think, and Kylie's right in the sense that because the show's finishing, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. Like, I, you know, I think I, I explained to you, you know, wrote an email at one point saying um, yeah. you, to try and recreate the past is very difficult. This is not trying to recreate the past. This is actually just giving a nod to um, 
those characters and what the street's done for us. Come on, admit it. She never thought that reunion would happen when Kylie and Jason left Ramsey Street in 1988 and 1989, respectively, to pursue their pop careers. We're connected anyway, but he sent me a really nice email and you just put it so beautifully and eloquently and, and so heartfelt, which made sense to me about this being a moment to, you know, to, for, for us to acknowledge and, and really enjoy, but to say thanks to... The fans. The fans, the fans yeah. yeah. We're straight out of school yeah. kids, and a lot, a lot, a lot of life has happened since then. And we have to know, how's the fashion changed? One yeah. thing hasn't changed, though, is denim. The denim has got better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the curls are just as yeah, big and the moose is yeah. back. Yeah. So, Nick, why did your neighbour's watching career come to an end? Well, I grew up and got a job, I suppose. I, uh, after primary school, I would say, was, was my prime neighbour's watching years. And, but I kept up with it in, in secondary school. And actually, as a sort of, again, as a nostalgic return um, in, during university, it was a very good bookmark, sometimes even twice a day. It was a sort of good bookmark at lunch and at the end of the day for the studies. So actually, I was still up until I left university, and that was in 2003. But sadly, uh, the first job I got uh, started at 8 in the morning and uh, finished about 6.30 at night. So my neighbours watching was put firmly to the end of the road. That was it for me. And finally, thanks very much for your time. Will you be among the masses of Londoners tuning in for the finale? Absolutely will be tuning in. I was thinking about this and the more I thought about it, I tell you why. It's because for exactly the reason of of what we're discussing now, it's a walk down memory lane. It's looking at all the characters who are coming back and seeing what they look like now. I mean, it's not for the storylines. It's basically waving goodbye. I was thinking, oh, it's really sad that Neighbours is finishing. But then I thought, no, actually, it's it's clearly the right time. I mean, it hasn't found its audience now, not in the same ways as it used to. Uh, and the people who love it are like me in their 40s and not watching it anymore. So giving it a great send off is sort of saying farewell to the 80s and 90s and sort of farewell to our lost childhoods as well so yeah i absolutely will be tuning in and waving goodbye to you know harold and and scott and charlene and and everyone else there's more on this story in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on monday at 4 p.m Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.